Welcome to the spot of Live True. My name is Joel Livingston, basketball coach, motivational speaker, movie director, author of Don't Look Back, which is on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and my publishing company, Zulon Press, and host of the show Live True. As a basketball coach, I believe in the grind, the fight, the will to win that you must possess to navigate through life. Find out who you were meant to be and what you were meant to possess on the show Live True. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm excited for another show today. I want to introduce my co-host, and I'll let her tell her her side and a little bit about herself. Yo, yo, yo. How are we all doing out there? My name is Roberta. I am from originally a native of San Diego, California. I moved out here to Dallas, Texas in 2016, and I've been on a journey learning about all the things that Texas has to offer. I am a lover of music, life, sports, and the journey called life. So excited to be here and learn further. Yes, um, I, I I love the fact that, you know, you say you're from San Diego, California. I actually was in San Diego a couple of times last year. Uh, the first time I went to San Diego, um, it was a group of teachers, and we went out there for a educator's workshop. So we was actually partnering with the Marines, you know, to actually get knowledge about what the Marines actually do and bring them back and bring the information back to our school here in Texas. Um, what I did not know, and I think it's just because of the pandemic, um, the the military really has dropped in enrollment, uh, especially the Marines. I think the Marines told us that they, you know, out of all the branches, you know, the Marines, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, they had the lowest, you know, enrollment. And probably after about a week, uh, you know, besides the, the pandemic, I can kind of see Mar- Marines, they get after it. They They really get after it. Besides the, you know, the Navy SEALs, um, I think the Marines is really, really tough, just different things they did. But I absolutely love the weather y'all have in San Diego. How do y'all just have just perfect weather all year long? Listen, that weather comes with a price. I love the weather in San Diego. I'm not going to lie. I lived there all my life until I moved out here. But it does come with a price. I don't know. It must be like 360 days of beautiful sunshine with a couple days of sprinkled in rain there. But I do know right now they've had some crazy weather. They even had some snow this last uh, month. So uh, if you don't think global warming is real, it really is real. But other than that, it's just a beautiful place. And Marines is such a huge culture in San Diego. It has such a history from all the way from Camp Pendleton down to uh, you know Oceanside, Carlsbad, and down to Coronado and also uh, to 32nd Street. Um, Coronado is a huge Navy base. Mm-hmm. Lots of people that live there, they get stationed there. It's probably one of the uh, most stationed places that people mm-hmm. want to come to besides Europe um, because you get the beautiful weather. It's just got a melting pot of individuals in the city, um, and they say it has the best climate in the country. So, um, Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, that, was, that was my first time. I think it does. I mean, you know, here in Texas, I... I, I like Texas for the simple fact that, you know, we don't actually get the, you know, the hurricanes, you know, not, not at least not where, where, where I am in DFW. We don't get the, you know, the earthquakes, but, you know, we get the tornadoes real bad coming through here. But, but you know, they always say about Texas, you know, you, when you're driving in the car, you need to have an umbrella, you need to have a coat, uh, you, need to, just, you need a swimsuit because <laughs> yeah. you don't know what the weather going to yeah. be. 
you know, when you when you come out the house. Uh, well, as you know, you know, you said some about sports and part of this, you know, uh, um, podcast is that we talk about sports. You know, we've talked about the NILs. We talked we talked about you know talked to a high school coach, you know. And as you know, guys, I, I am a basketball coach and. You know, at the high school level, and I've been coaching for for years, probably about twenty years now. You know, after about ten years, it, you know, the years start running together, and you kind of forget. And before you know it, it'll be thirty years. And I cannot believe that I have been in education for twenty years. It is crazy. Well, if you don't really know, you know, coaching. Coaching is one of them, them industries where it just it's cutthroat, guys. Is it? You know, it'll kill you. It, it can, and it can bring you good blessings, but it can also hurt you. Um, a position in my school recently came open. You know, Roberta, and man, when I tell you that, um, you know, and I was just kind of back and forth with it because uh, the head coach, you know, we didn't really have a good year. We we lost, um, and and you know, you know how how it is in the state of Texas, and I don't know about any other state, but I know in the state of Texas, especially with football. If you don't win after about, you know, three, four years, you know, you're out. You know, it's, everybody's looking for a winner. And so um, our head coach, he got, you know, they kind of told him, well, you know, he won't be back. And so the position was open for about two weeks before I decided that, hey, you know, I'm thinking about applying for it. You know, uh, uh, it's not the necessarily the best atmosphere for me. Um, but I love the kids, you know, and I said, you know, I could really change some things, some things I had been wanting to do, um, but I couldn't do it because it wasn't at my ship, you know. Um, oftentimes, I, I, you know, I learned and I learned from my pastor that unless you're that person in charge, you really can't uh, make those big decisions. You know, it'd be things that you really want to do, but it's not your program. It's not your ship. It's not your business. So a lot of things you have to bite your tongue about, you know, and so. Um, so I say, you know, there's some things I, I, I know I could really do with this program and the kids really deserve, you know, some good, you know, some good coaching, a good, good atmosphere. And so I waited out of respect, talked to my head coach about it, let him know, you know, cause we was on our way to Houston about two weeks ago. And I, and I said, Hey, you know, what do you think about me applying for the job? And, and he's, you know, and I know he's kind of upset about it cause he wanted to, to still do it. But, uh, he said, well, go ahead. And so I said, okay. And so what I did was, I believe it was April the 7th, I went on ahead and I um, texted my AD about it. And I said, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. Uh, Roberta, I said, I want to go ahead and, and uh, you know, uh, try to interview for the job. I was interested in the job, you know. And he told me, he said, you got two questions. He said, I got two questions for you. Did you apply for it? Now, mind you now, this is April the 7th. This is a Friday. He said, do you, you know, did you apply for it? I said, well, not yet. I want to show my interest in, you know, I've been, I've been working for him for, you know, for four years. And then he said, well, you know, did you talk to the principal about it? I said, no, I haven't talked to the principal about it. Um, I mean, you're the athletic director. So I'm thinking, because most of the time as a coach, when you apply for jobs, you go to the athletic director first, because they'd be the main ones, you know, doing the hiring. Obviously the principal sometimes be in on it, but you know, and then sometimes they're not, it just depends on the school. And so I did those two things uh, that weekend to that Monday. Well, a whole weekend went by, and um, they they interviewed. I, I talked to my principal today. They interviewed for it starting this past Friday. Then they interviewed for it Monday. And one of the other coaches that that I know got an you know they actually on staff got an interview. 
Um, got an interview for it. And, I, and, and, and Roberta, I'm never hating on anybody. Now, now don't give me, I'm never hating on anybody. But I have been beaten out of two positions that I know of for guys that have no head coaching experience. Um, and I got head coaching experience. And sometimes I wonder, like, man, you know what? What does it take to 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 get the position that you want when you have went through all the channels that you think that you're supposed to you know supposed to go through? And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what? And the only reason I found out is because we was at a spring league game last night, and one of the coaches told me, and one of the um, kids told me. I said, what? So you know, I'm kind of you know, I'm not upset about it. But I'm like, okay, I, that 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 figures. I didn't because it's been a week it went by. So then I went to the principal today. I talked to the principal of the highway. Went to the principal today, and you know, he told me, you know, yeah, you know, there's a a few guys that you know we we were looking at, and and you, you might want to talk to the AD about, you know, well, you know, obviously you didn't get an interview. Why you didn't get an interview? But then when I talked to the AD, he was like, hey, you know, have you talked to the principal? So it's like y'all putting it on. <laughs> oh my goodness! So it's back and forth. You putting it back yeah, on each other. It, okay. All right. I'm seeing it. I'm tracking. And the thing is, y'all putting it back on each other because neither one of y'all want to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Neither one of y'all want to tell me the truth. And, and and so I was talking to one of the other coaches, actually the the, the, the coach that's, that's getting ready to leave, and they're they're getting ready to. They was actually looking at a guy that um, he's the assistant coach over. I don't know his name, but assistant coach. You know, over at a, at a at a school right now, and I don't want to say the school name, but you know, assistant coach over at the school. Well, currently, this school has been on; it's been all on the news. Currently, this school has been on probation for illegal recruiting for for playing kids illegally. And me and him was talking this morning, and we was like, "Why would you even want to interview and bring a guy in that you already been on probation?" For, for illegal recruiting. That's why that's why this year, that same school, that they was able to play games, but that head coach was suspended for a year from coaching. And and because of that, the district had decided not to allow that team to go to the playoffs. So that team didn't go to the playoffs. The head coach was suspended, okay, for a year. And not only was that with the boys program, but the girls program was suspended from the uh, season and the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, and the girls' coach got suspended for a year. So, so Roberta, to me, and I'm gonna let you chime in. I know I've been talking, but to me, it just seemed like that respect, integrity, character doesn't mean anything these days, as long as you can win. Okay, first of all, let me start off by saying my mind's kind of blown by what you just have said. You know. Um, as I've started to listen to your podcast and see some of your coaching and see the dedication that you have within the sport, as well as the dedication you have with the kids, you know, going and mentoring them and coaching them and teaching them fundamentals. And, and, you know, I know you've taken them to, to games and done this and spend long hours with them, not just on the court, but off the court as well with education and making sure their grades are intact and everything that goes with coaching. Folks, if you don't know, coaching is not a one game situation. It is a five week, six week, three month, five months, six month, all year long 
situation because you're especially with basketball I did not realize how long a season was until I started following your progression um this year and watching how Crawley was doing and what you were doing within the sport from you know the way school started in the practices doing the game out of district in district going now you're into spring league doing all that has to go with it so a that's the dedication that goes with it second of all to grow a team I'm in leadership. Um, I have a team that I structure where I work currently. Um, I've been a director for, um, you know, seven years now. And I understand in leadership, you have to grow a team and you have to have your team trust you to build a team and have success. I understand that in basketball, the same thing. And also in sports, I know Texas, since I've moved here, is a huge sports related state it's you get after it california was sports but when i came here i did not realize how big sports was and i'm not even talking about in college i'm talking about in high school where you're recruiting your kids all the way from junior high to get you all up to high school right so now you are with these kids and you're trying to grow up uh you know you're growing a team you've been with the freshmen you've talked about the i mean you had an amazing season they've only lost two games you were in district your season was great you built the trust with them. I watched the beginning of your season to the end of your season and I saw how much they learned and how they were incorporating their stuff on the court and with each other without you calling the calls You know, from the bench. They were actually making um, plays themselves as a team. That takes a long time to get a team to where it needs to be. What I don't understand from what you're telling me is why would you bring somebody into a position that A, has a background that doesn't look too good, why would you start a new season that way after a program that has had so much build to it and momentum to try to catapult you to, to try to get you to a season of playoffs, a season of, you know, getting you to San Antonio. That's what I don't understand. It is very much politic driven as I've been watching, but I don't understand why we can't build on what you already have and grow. Because because here's the thing, is that we have come to a society where nobody gives you know gives a crap about um, you know integrity like I said and character and doing doing what's right you know uh, even you know even the Bible says that in the last days you know what is right will be considered wrong and what's wrong will be considered right if I'm if I'm you know I'm not mis- mis- misquoting it. Um, but it, it just it just we just live in a world like like that. I mean, you look at the, the 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 highest power in the in the in the country, Donald Trump. You know, Trump. You know, was a reality star. You know, and Donald Trump. You know, has had different marital issues and 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 all these other things that's going on. But yet, we still voted him as president. I mean, not me personally, but we still voted this guy as president because at the end of the day. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how you have done different things as long as you yield results. And so you take out the the integrity. You take out the character, the honesty, all those intangibles that should be important. You take that out of it. And as long as you can win, as long as you can yield results and say, hey, I'm for everybody. I'm for this. I'm for that. All right. You got a position. You got a position. It ain't, you know, and, 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 and Roberta, that was opposite of what I was taught when I first got into this, in this industry at 23. I was told, put your head down, work hard, 
you know, meet as many people as you can and your work ethic will actually show and you will get where you get to, you want to get to, but it's the opposite. Your work ethic doesn't show, as, but as long as you know the right people, you know, and you have recruited, because we've got to the point where now it's all about recruiting. So even in high school, so you recruit your butt off, you get any job you want. That's amazing because what did they just talk about in March Madness? They talk about recruiting. They talk about kids going from school to school and not staying and not staying at the colleges. And so what that does is that brings all these major powerhouses to one team and it it shifts the whole balance of how these teams are going to react. What I'm finding so interesting from this conversation we're having right now is how parallel corporate America and this sports world is. I work in corporate America. It's been 25 years I've been working in corporate America. And yes, I have worked so hard. I've worked tireless hours to get where I'm at. But believe you me, you're only as good as your last come up. And it sounds like it is just this way with with coaching. And it's it's crazy to me because you're dealing with human beings and mentoring and growing them into being adults. I remember going to high school and preparing for college. If I didn't have the right mentorship in high school, I would have been out of water, a fish out of water in college. Now you go to college, you're living in the dorms, you don't know where you're going, you don't know what what way you're coming or going or whatever. You're trying to figure it out. But if you have right mentorship and somebody who cares, I remember I got my degree in music and my my college, I mean my high school teacher in music, she's the one that got me into an made me realize that's actually what I can do. And it's just so funny because like I said, I'm following your, you know, I'm following your career. I'm following what you do with these kids and that, yeah, absolutely. And you know, you talk about it in your book you've had, you've talked about it, you know, it's not always easy, but when you work hard, it does pay off. And I see that those kids had an incredible season because they worked hard. 14 and two. Right. Um, And the thing about, Huh? That's huge. I know. And the thing about it is, is that um, most places, you know, if I go back to my track record, most places, Roberta, I've been successful. You know, in 2008, you know, we won a state championship when I was over in Dallas with Madison. Um, You know, I got the Fighting Heart Award in 2010 when I was at, you know, Molina High School as a head girls coach. Um, I mean, we didn't have, you know, very good talent, but, you know, I always get kids to play hard. You know, my kids always play hard as hell. Um, and then, you know, I've been to, what, eight, nine playoff, you know, appearances. Um, I've had, you know, an opportunity to, to win the, you know, Coca-Cola tournament, you know, as an assistant coach. You know, and like like you said, you know, um, I was a head coach in, in Henderson, you know, a few years ago. And, you know, hey, we just built off of what the previous coach did. He was kind of successful. And we just kind of built off of that. We got into the postseason, uh, first time as a head coach. And we just – and I started seeing progression, started seeing things that we wanted to do. Um, and so when I came back home to, to DFW, um, you know, one of the things, you know, when I got on with this school, you know, and if you know my other – you know, listen to my other podcast, y'all know the school that I'm, I've been at. And one of the things I – you know that that came to me when I when I got on with the school is my athletic director and he, at the time he was a principal now he's athletic director because he just transferred over uh, to being you know the athletic director and one of the things he said to me which I'll never forget he said that 
Um, and I said, I said, sir, you know, I, I'm looking to be a head coach again. You know, I've been a head coach for three years. I'm looking to be a head coach again. And, you know, he said, well, what, where, you know, where, you, where have you been a head coach? And I said, you know, I said, Henderson at the, at the 4A level. And he looked at me and said, well, you know, up here it's, a, it's, it's tougher. They don't really recognize 4A basketball. And, and you could have slapped me in the face, you know, and I was just like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you know, I was like, dude, seriously, like I'm telling you, you know, I'm telling you where I've been and what I can bring to the table, you know, so if something comes open, I want you to, you know, let me know, you know, and you automatically going to, you know, down what I've already did, down my, my contribution to this game and down, you know, my, you know, uh, uh, my accolades to this game, you know, no, you can't do that. You know, and that's something that I'll, I'll never forget that conversation that we had. And so when I went, and so the same person, I went to him and I asked him, you know, hey, I want to apply for the job. You know, it wasn't no, it wasn't a surprise that, you know, I got the response that I got. Even when I take, and matter of fact, you know, Roberta, I texted him today and I said, hey, um, I noticed that I didn't get, you know, selected to get an interview for the job. You know, and I asked him, you know, I politely asked, I, I wonder, you know, what was up? What what was it more that I could have done? No response. And it's been all day. No response. You know, and so it's, there's no response, like I said. And then he told me to go talk to the principal. And the principal said, go talk. Nobody wants to take accountability and just be honest and tell the truth. And so when I talked to my uh, principal, I said, I said, I hope that it had nothing, you know, y'all decision had nothing to do with the, the incident that happened at the end of the year. Well, guys, we had a huge, man, we had a rival, you know, we played our rival schools the last game of the year. We had a huge fight. And, you know, Roberta, you know, I told you about that. We had a huge fight where I'm grabbing kids, you know, they came up and they found one of my guys hard. And I had, you know, that whole uh, game, I've been telling the referee, hey, um, you know, you got to call, start calling it tight. I started calling fouls. He's getting out of hand. These kids are hitting each other. Um, and, and they never adjusted. You know, I got pushed. I got hit. Don't still don't know the kid. You know, I didn't know who hit me at the time. So when I went, so after I, you know, found out about it and everything and my head was kind of hurt because I didn't know who hit me. Cause I tell you right now, you're not going to stand up and straight in my face and hit me. I promise you that. And so I went to the, principal you know at the night grade campus because it was night graders and i said hey we had a meeting we looked at film roberta and and, and at the end of the day they came back and said well um we, we didn't see nothing that, that that actually happened and i said what and and what was so wrong was that even when i told you and y'all claimed y'all investigated it um she didn't even have the decency the even respect to call me or to uh, email me herself and say, hey, this is what I find out. What else do you want to happen? You know who called me? You know, you know who, who sent me an email? The, the assistant principal. The assistant principal sent me the email. I laugh because I just think about the tenure you've put into this school and you don't even get validated. Like you just came out of the blue and just said, you know, I'm just going to say this because it sounds good. That's what I have 
challenges with, not even in this situation, but in education, in any type of work environment, if you're going to automatically assume that I don't even get any kind of credit for what I've done for my character, for what I've done with these students, with these kids, with this year, you know, all of that, that's what makes it so insulting. So here's a flip question for you. Is this demotivating or motivating for you? No, it's absolutely motivating because okay. it's absolutely motivating because I'm the type of person where, you know, if, if you do me like that, you know, I, I'm I, I let a lot of times I let anger fuels me to be, fuel me to be successful uh, because you're just not going to, you know, um, do that to me. And I'm just going to sit there and take it. You know, I'm not going to sit there and take it. And so what I did was I said, OK, it's, it, it, that's the way it is. All right. So um I even, you know, I told him, I said, you know what, I'm not even going to press charges because the kids told me who, who actually hit me in the back of the head. And I said, I'm not even going to press charges. I said, you know, I'm going to let the school handle. But then when I found out the school went handled, I said, you know what, let me, let, me, let, me, let me go ahead and press charges. But even the officers didn't even do nothing about it. Even after I told them twice and sent an email and sent a statement and sent witness statements, it swept everything under the rug. Swept, I mean, everything under the rug. But... I look at it like this: is that um, if 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 whoever you work for is not going to give you that respect as a human being, not just as a human being, as a man, as an employee of your district, and you can't, and, and I'm coming to work for you every day, and I'm doing what you asked me to do. Our, you know, my freshman, the last two years have been top of the district. The last two years, and you can't give me that respect, then why would I want to work for you? And that was the reason why I hesitated when my principal said, well, you waited a little longer. That's not the reason. Because first off, I, I'm i not the type of person where I'm just going to jump on a position. Let me think about it. I'm going to pray about it. I want to make sure I got the uh, uh, the okay from my head coach, you know, because I try to do things decent and in order, you know, Um and so that was one of the reasons. And then, then the other reason is you want to tell me that, well, it was kind of too late. And I said, no, you're wrong. And so I challenged the principal today. I said, no, you're wrong. Because I want you to think about this. All right. I, I told you I was interested April the 7th, which was a Friday. A whole week went by and y'all hadn't interviewed nobody yet. So you had a whole week to even decide if you wanted to interview me. So it had nothing to do with them that I waited too late. It had to do with you actually wanting to interview me or not, or you wanted that other guy that supposedly been, you know, he's the he's the best guy for you got, you know, for the program, but he's also been in trouble for doing some other stuff. So if that's who you want, that's who you want. I can't, I'm not gonna be mad about it, but just be honest with me, you know. Um, but I, but but like you said, you asked the question, does it? You know, what does it do? No, it, it fuels me. I'm going to tell you why it fuels me, guys. Because I go back, if you read my book, Don't Look Back, I go back to the fact that, you know, when I graduated from high school or, or was attempted to graduate from high school, um, I had a test. I mean, I took that test seven times. Maybe I'm just not a test. Yeah. We laugh. We laugh. Nobody's a test taker, but yes, yes. seven times, still didn't pass it. Um, and... I was so mad. I was angry with myself. It was one of those times I was angry with God. I was like, God, why? You know, and some other stuff that happened. But I said, you know what? Forget this. I said, at that time, 
one of the junior colleges was 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 you know was going to let me you know go ahead and enter but I had to pass that test or the GED to go ahead and and stay in school. And so I took the test one more time, still failed it. You know, I failed about one point of 69. Look how bad it is. You got to have a 70. I said, man, the hell with this. I said, I'm done. So what I went on here and did was I said, okay, give me the GED. I passed that test the first time. And instead of me believing that I was dumb and that I just couldn't, you know, I'm just some, you know, black kid from the hood and I can't go further and, and, and I'm not going to be able to get a college degree, I let it, you know, get me to the point where I was mad enough to say, this is not fixing to happen. You know, uh, oftentimes when you see where you don't want to be, it fuels you to get where you do want to get. And growing up in, in the Southeast sector of Dallas, I didn't want to live that life. You know, I watched my dad, love my dad, watched my dad wake up early in the morning and drive trucks. I didn't want to do that. I'm not a truck driver, you know. Uh, would I do it if I have to? Yeah, but I'm not a truck driver. I don't love that. And so what I did was I said, you know what? This is what I want to do. I want to play basketball. I want to, you know, go on and do other things and stuff in my life. And so that made me push for it. And so I went on, man, my sophomore year, got a 2.75, um, played basketball. And then that third year ended up with a 3.06. Um, I graduated from college, did a few years later, went ahead, got my master's, finished my master's with a 3.8, and I just passed my principal test. And you know, Roberta, we talked about that. Passed my principal test, um, and and what's crazy is I had to go back and look at it, and I took that principal test 10 times. Okay, folks, I'm going to also <laughs> chime in here for a second. If you have been listening to this podcast, if you have had the opportunity to read Don't Look Back, if you read anything about this incredible person that's talking on the um, with me and my co-host over here, I have to give him props. I, you know, I've had the opportunity to uh, get to know him, to learn more about him, and everything that he is saying right now about you know, being motivated and using it. He will finish something when it needs to get finished, no matter how many times it takes. And that's one thing that I really do admire about him and all the things that I've learned about him. And I'm going to tell you right now, mark my word, he is going to be a head coach somewhere else, no matter what it takes, because he understands that whatever you feel that you are destined for and ever whatever you feel that you're going to put yourself out there is going to happen you know he's got a strong spiritual faith about that and he understands that his position is where it's supposed to be at um so i love listening to you talk about your previous experiences because it is encouraging um, there's a lot of people in your boat. They might not have the same experiences that you've had, but they could have had a lot of things that have held them back. And listening to you and hearing about how you've motivated yourself and kept going and kept going, if I'm listening to that, that makes me want to get out and keep going. So I have to give you kudos on that. And yes, he did just pass his administration test and he worked really hard to pass that. And we laughed that it took him 10 times, but who cares? He passed it. Who cares? He passed it. I'm going to say that one more time. Who cares? He passed it. <laughs> I know, right? It's not, it's not, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Yes. And I, it took me 10 times, but it was so crazy that I kept going to the same testing site. And so after a while, the lady started knowing my name. So as I come in, I said, hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed. But, 
you know, half of that was, you know, life got into the way, got in the way, and, and then the other half was just me really focusing up because uh, I really didn't want to test. You know, I don't have the same testing as I did as I was 22, 23, coming out of college. But let me tell you something. When you put your mind to, you know, to, to something, you really want to do it, man, you got to, sometimes you got to fight like hell. You know, it's, it may cost you money. It may cost you friends. It may cost you family members. But if it's something you really want, man, you got to go after it and get it. Uh, you got to go after it and get it, man. I, you know, I've just been truly blessed. And, and to close, guys, um, I'm just going to tell you, man, I, I, I truly, truly am, am blessed. Um, did I get the position? No. Did I get another, you know, several positions that I wanted in the past? No, I did not. But at the end of the day, guys, um, I, I didn't quit. You know, one thing that I have come to, to, to understand and just be peace, because I used to be upset and get upset about different things that I didn't get. But the, the peace that has come over me now is the fact that, let me tell you something, guys. Uh, all you can do is prepare. All you can do is wake up every morning, put your feet on the floor, and say, hey, I'm going to get this. All you can do is prepare, study, work hard. And once you do that, you got to leave the rest up. You know, to leave the rest up to God, because at the end of the day, you got to know and believe in yourself that you've done everything that you could to maybe marry that person, maybe get a, a new car or the house you want or the job that you want. You've done everything that you can do. And if you still don't get it, man, you can walk away with peace knowing that you gave everything you had. And so um, and so I am at peace because I know I gave everything I've had. Um, to this district, to the, the, the team, like you said, you know, I, I mean, 14 and two, you know, we had the best, you know, out of the, 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 the freshman JV and varsity, we had the best record, you know, and, and, and I know what I can do. I know that I can run with, with any of the, of the coaches in the state of Texas, you know, and probably beyond. I just need that opportunity. And so guys, uh, in closing, as long as you keep working hard, as long as you keep trying, you will get the opportunity. You just got to keep believing in yourself and believing in God that it's going to happen because it will. Um, again, check out my book at livingstonproductions.org uh, of Don't Look Back. And check out my uh, YouTube channel, Livingston Productions, as well. You can order my book through my um, through my website. And I definitely want to thank Roberta Robinson for uh, joining my show. Um, it's always nice to have a, a beautiful lady on the show. I don't get that too often. Uh, so <laughs> she's over here blushing, guys. And so, but uh, but thank you for being you know being on the show, and we look forward to uh, to seeing y'all again, guys. Bye. Well, that does it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel by going to YouTube and simply typing in Livingston Productions to see the latest projects or podcast episode. You can also check out my Livingston Production merchandise, purchase books, and check out my latest podcast episodes at LivingstonProductions.org. Follow me on Instagram at author underscore J Livingston, Facebook, and Twitter by simply typing in Livingston Productions. Remember to celebrate the uniqueness within yourself. Learn to be you no matter what journey life brings. Embrace and love yourself. Ooh.